By now, I hope you've gotten to listen to all three parts of Dr. Sue's interview last week. I posted several reels over on Instagram from our conversation, and the one that got the most feedback was the one about not just picking someone to attend your birth because your insurance says you'll cover them or they'll cover them. I even got one ugly comment about it that I really wanted to address. So today, let's talk about seeing the care you get during your pregnancy and your birth, which is a normal life event in a little bit different way. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. So the last three episodes with Dr. Stu, I did not do a review just because I was so excited to get to his content that I left that part out. But don't worry, they're back because I want you to know how much your reviews mean to me. They are the fuel in my tank. They keep me going. They make me so happy because when I read them, I know that there is a real actual person out there listening who I'm making a difference for. And that's why I do it. That's the whole purpose of me even being here. So today I want to read one for you from back on January the 26th. And I've said this before, but it's a little weird the way that screen names happen on your Apple podcast review. So I don't know exactly who this is because of the way the screen name is. It's S. Kane something. We'll just leave it at that. But the review says, Lori is a well-spoken woman who has a lovely voice. Thank you. I don't like my voice. I'm glad you do. (laughs) With a lovely voice, which helps keep me engaged in her podcast. As someone who is not pregnant yet, but hopes to have a beautiful faith-centered home birth in the next few years, this is the only podcast that enables me to feel all in to trust the Lord. Completely fear-free language while also using reasoning and biblical evidence. She talks about all the things, controversial or not, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for liking my voice that I don't like. Thank you for all of the encouragement. And most of all, thank you for listening before you're pregnant. If, if there is one thing that you can do, and if, you, if you're listening and you've, or you're pregnant now even, keep listening when you're not, especially if you're planning on having more babies, because It is so easy for the culture to get right back in your head and for you to get right back into that fear mode. And so when you can prepare yourself when you're not pregnant, it's so much better. It's so much more powerful because you're you're learning at a time where you don't have all the emotion. You're learning at a time that you don't feel like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders to do all the things right. So you can really absorb things differently and digest them differently. So Thank you so much for listening, even before you're pregnant. And I'm so excited to hear about how your pregnancy and your birth goes once your time comes. So today, though, 
speaking of controversial subjects, we're going to dive into one head first because I got a little bit of pushback this week over on the Instagrams when I posted a reel about paying for your care for pregnancy out of pocket. Dr. Stu kind of went heavy on that and I agree with him wholeheartedly. And so because that kind of seemed to hit a nerve and, and I know it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people just because, you know, money is what it is and you have to have it to pay for different services and it only goes so far. So I want to touch on that. I, and I, and I kind of want to start on, on taking a look, start on the topic by taking a look back. You know, if the people who lived 150, maybe 200 years ago were alive today, there is so, so much about our world that they wouldn't recognize, of course. But maybe nothing has changed quite so much as what childbearing looks like now. The thought of having to leave home to go be watched while you're in labor by some strangers and then to have to maybe pay them tens of thousands of dollars. And please believe if you're not paying them that much, someone is. Tens of thousands of dollars for a bunch of stuff they've never seen would be beyond what those people could comprehend. And sometimes, you know, we get caught up in thinking that our way today is better, that all the bells and whistles make things better. But is it? We don't have better outcomes. When you control for things like the improvements that we have in sanitation and having indoor plumbing and what that means for our health and our well-being overall, when you take those things and you control for those, when you study the, quote, improvements in our care and childbearing, we're not doing any better. In fact, we're probably doing worse. So now to have our health decisions on top of all that, to have our health decisions made by people behind desks in big old buildings and big old cities, it's a bit much. And those people from, you know, a century and a half, two centuries ago, wouldn't recognize it. They would, they would, they, they couldn't fathom that somebody that you don't even know is going to be the one to make the decisions for your baby coming into the world. It's gotten to where it's like moms have no say in their care. Or do they? The reel that I posted about insurance, and then there was, I think there was two different ones. One was kind of hitting harder on the insurance, and then there was one about weddings and births and how you decide what you're going to spend your money on. That reel on Instagram got a lot of comments. One in particular stood out. This comment said, where y'all giving birth where paying out of pocket is actually an option. This feels very privileged and a bit tone deaf. The American healthcare system could easily bankrupt you with just one, quote, out-of-pocket birth, let alone five. And she's right about that last part. It can bankrupt you if you're not financially prepared for it. But I wanted to address this part where she says it feels very privileged and a bit tone deaf. Um, you might imagine that those kind of words don't fly too far here because I live a life that is the opposite of privilege, but it is priorities. <laughs> is this true? Are we privileged to choose this care? Let's think about it, okay? And, and I don't share this, by the way, for any other reason than to help you see that I'm just like you. Sometimes we get caught up and think that this person coming through our earbuds is some body who is like above life. 
No, that's not the case for this show, at least. I am a stay-at-home mom. My husband is self-employed, all right? So I want you to see that money does not grow on trees around here, okay? Because he's uh, self-employed, there's no such thing as benefits. We don't have health insurance that someone else pays for. I have a master's degree. I could bring in a lot to our bottom line. But as a Christian, I have prioritized the souls of my children and the education of my children above income. And because of that, our bottom line is lower than it could be. But see, these are times with my children that are worth more than any paycheck ever could be worth. But because it is a financial sacrifice, we do have to be careful about our spending in a way that a lot of families don't. And we have to take good care of our health and make good choices about the health care that we seek. So back to insurance and benefits. There was a time in the past that even as a 20-something healthy veteran, I was denied insurance coverage. Then I married my husband. And by the way, that was right after I got out of the service. You know, everybody talks about all these benefits that the veterans have. I couldn't even get health insurance, y'all. Okay. So then I married my husband and over time, he had insurance that he was paying out of pocket as a self-employed person. But over time, with the changes that were made in the political system, our premiums were going up and up and up and up. And eventually, because of good old Obamacare, we actually ended up getting canceled. Our, our whole coverage got dropped on us. So here we were as a young family needing to find a better way. And I don't remember exactly where that happened in our childbearing. I don't remember if AJ was already here. It was before him. I can't remember the exact timeline. But right about then, I was already thinking about dropping insurance. I was already very disenchanted with the way that it worked. So I'd already done a lot of comparing. And then it came to the point where I had to do the comparing. We had to make some decisions. And at the time, there were about three Christian healthcare sharing programs. Um, I can't remember exactly what they were. I think one was called Christian Healthcare Ministries. Um, there was a third one that I can't remember, but then there was also Samaritan Ministries. And I ended up choosing Samaritan for a variety of reasons. And we love them. We love them. We love them. I can't say that enough. So Samaritan, the way it works... The equivalent of our premium, it, it's not called a premium when you do the sharing ministries, but it's basically like your premium, the amount you pay every month, was about a third of what it was with traditional insurance. But of course, we were a little nervous as to how it would all work because it was all new to us. You know, is it really going to pay? Is it, is it really going to do what it says it, it does? But not too long after we enrolled, my oldest broke his arm and we found ourselves in the ER. But let me tell you that having Samaritan brings a peace unlike any other that I've ever experienced when it comes to healthcare. We we walked out of there and, and, and after we walked out, you're going to see kind of a little bit of what I'm talking about. But while we were there, we were very at peace in knowing that they say that they're going to cover it. I wasn't too worried about it at that point, even though this was the first time that we were, you know, really having to use it. As we walk out, you have to stop by the payment office or whatever it's called. And they told us that our bill for that one, maybe hour and a half, maybe two hours, was $2,200. And that was just for the services in the ER. That wasn't for the physician. It wasn't for radiology. It wasn't for any of these things. It was just for the, the things that the ER did. So 
already I'm like, whoa, it's what? $2,200? Because this is all out of pocket, right? But we were told because we were self-pay, because when you have these ministries that you're participating in, you're treated by the system as a self-pay patient. And what you don't realize is when you are a self-pay patient, there are a lot of discounts built in. And they told us that if we were to pay, but, but, well, first of all, because we were self-pay, our bill was 87% off, just off the top, just for being self-pay, 87%. Okay, I think that brought it down to like 280 something. I did have the numbers written down and I didn't put them into my notes. So I apologize for that. But then on top of that, we were told that if we paid right then before we left, they would take another 20% off of that amount, which brought that $2,200 bill, $2, bill down to about $230. And let me just tell you, you better believe they're not losing money on us. But that gives you an idea of what they expect to be paid and what insurance has removed you from by putting this division between you and the price tag. Okay, so are we privileged or are we using our brains to make good financial decisions? Are we setting the right priorities? You can decide. I know many of you will have your own opinions, but... I think if you're thinking with your logical brain and not your emotional brain, you'll know that there's actually a better way out there besides insurance. And if you don't believe that yet, just hang in there with me. We're about to go into it a little bit deeper because that same scenario has played out a few times since then for several different injuries. And being a cash pay patient has saved us tremendous amounts of money. So, so what's the deal with insurance? What is the deal with insurance? Why do we feel like we need to have it? Well, the word that Dr. Stu used last week was Stockholm Syndrome. If you don't know what Stockholm Syndrome is, according to the Cleveland Clinic, Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome is a coping mechanism to a captive or abusive situation. People develop positive feelings toward their captors or abusers over time. Let that sink in. People develop positive feelings towards their captors or abusers over time. The insurance companies have enslaved us. We have become enslaved to overpriced, under-delivering care. And yet we run to those insurance companies who created the problem to start with for permission to do everything. Will they cover this? Will they cover that? Will they let me do this? Will they let me do that? Think about that. We are, we have these positive feelings like they are our parents, the one that gets to decide what we can do as a child when really they're our captors. Insurance has done a masterful job of creating a problem that only they can solve. Isn't that, isn't that a great business model? You create a problem and you're the only one that can solve it. How convenient, right? They have driven up healthcare costs by removing the consumer so far from the service that they are completely unaware of what things actually cost. The only question is, does my insurance cover it? Not, do I need this treatment? Not, is this the best treatment for me? But does my insurance cover it? So prices have been driven up and up and up and up such that nobody can afford to have the care that they really need without insurance. One catastrophic event 
can bankrupt even the most financially sound and maybe even a non-catastrophic catastrophic event, as the commenter said, you know, a birth. It's not a catastrophe. It's a blessing. And yet the costs associated with it could financially sink you if you're not prepared. So we've been scared into participating in a system that causes the fear and the things that we're scared of. Sound familiar? Sound a little bit about a little bit like the birth world that has created this fear in us. It's not our own fear. It's theirs. They have dished it out. They, they have put it on us and the insurance companies have done the same thing. They've scared us into believing that we can't survive without them. Furthermore, insurance reimbursement contracted rates are the reason why, the biggest reason why you only have three minutes to talk to your doctor or your midwife if you're going to a traditional practice. They have to see so many patients in one day just to cover the overhead of having staff in an office and all the things that the office needs in order to get the amount reimbursed to them that they need to cover all that, they have to see a ridiculous amount of patients. And there's only so many hours in the day, right? So they have to cram you in and get it over with as quick as possible, which then gives you a lower quality of care. If you or your husband have a job with health benefits, it can be very tempting just to use what's covered. But I need you to think really deeply about what the cost is for that free, quote, free care. Because nothing is free. There is a cost. So maybe you have a, quote, free birth, meaning you didn't actually have to come out of your pocket with any money. But the cost of the potential trauma that you could carry away from that birth is high. Whether it be psychological trauma, whether it be physical trauma from damage that's done to you through the use of interventions that you never needed to start with. Maybe you have a free birth. And when I say free, I'm not talking about birthing without a midwife. I'm talking about birthing without having to pay for it. Maybe you have that birth that didn't cost you anything. But the potential injuries you get from that, quote, free and safe care that the hospital supposedly gives you has a lifetime cost. Even if you're covered in the financial side of it, you still have to deal with what that does to your life and what that does to your productivity and what that does to your ability to be a good mom. Those things don't go away no matter how much money you have. So what is the cost for that free care? There is so much more to consider than just whether or not you have to pay for the birth itself. I had some people reply to the Instagram post saying that even with insurance, paying for their birth out of pocket was actually cheaper than what they were going to have to pay using insurance. So basically after their deductibles and their premiums, the birth costs more using insurance anyway than it did to just pay it out of pocket. So what's the alternative? You know, I was accused of being privileged for choosing to pay for a birth out of pocket. Like I've just got a money tree in the backyard. Guess what? I don't. I need you to hear this, okay? I need you. If there is one thing that you hear out of this whole podcast, this is the one that I want you to carry away. Even you. I'm not sure what your name was because it was a funny screen name. But the one that left this that, that uh, comment, if you're listening, it is not privilege 
It is priorities. Priorities. So what are the alternatives? Let's talk about that because I want you to have those alternatives. I want you to learn how to prioritize in a way that your birth can be what it ought to be. So for us, I told you that we chose to use a Christian healthcare sharing ministry called Samaritan Ministries. And there are others, but this is the one that I know firsthand. So I want to tell you about it. To learn more, now I'm not going to, I'm not a full, this isn't an advertisement. I don't get paid by them. I, I don't know, I'm not on their payroll. Um, so there is a link down in the show notes for you to go learn more to get the specifics, the dollar amounts and all the different things, because I don't know all those things. But I just want to kind of tell you the feel of how working with them goes. Samaritan is a healthcare sharing ministry. And what that means is that all of the people who are members of it agree to share each other's medical bill burdens. And it's based on the concept that Christians are to bear one another's burdens that we read about in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. So the way it works is this. You cover your own wellness care. So like, well, baby visits, you know, if you're doing annual physicals and all those kind of things, those things are out of pocket. Okay. Now, some people balk at that and they're like, whoa, 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 why? Well, relatively speaking, they're not all that expensive. And by not covering those things, they keep the rates much further down. And me personally, I, if I'm going to get regular, you know, annual care, I'd rather pay, you know, 150, 200 bucks out of pocket one time a year rather than paying that extra $200 every month to cover the whole place, everybody's well care, right? Especially considering we all kind of have different standards of what kind of care or what amount of care is good. I would rather be able to choose that for myself and let you choose that for yourself. And that's what I think that most people who decide to opt into one of these kind of ministries believes. So basic wellness care is on you. But when something happens, it costs over a certain amount. So let's say you go get your basic wellness care, but they find something wrong and you end up needing testing for that. Okay, that's when when it goes over, I believe it's $300 unless it's gone up a little bit. I think it's a $300 um, cutoff. Once it goes over that $300, then it becomes what's called shareable. Okay, and once it's shareable, at that point, you start to submit your bills into the main office and all of the families who are part of Samaritan all share in those needs. They're called needs. When you have something that you are submitting to be shared, it's called a need. So all the needs are broken up by the office and they're shared. And so each month you get a letter in the mail or maybe email if that's what you choose. And it tells you what your share for that month is. And, and each month to month, it's a little bit different. It's never the exact same amount, but it's within a range that you're told that it will be based on what, what plan you buy into, okay? But think of this share as your premium, okay? But instead of it being a premium that goes into a main central office, you actually send your money directly to an actual family, and that is a beautiful thing in ways that I really didn't realize when I signed up for it. That part is actually one of the bigger reasons why I chose Samaritan over other ministries, just because um, I thought that was pretty cool. And because it was one of the ways they were trying to shelter us from the insurance laws that were coming about. But to receive, when you're on the receiving end and you receive money from an actual person, that you, they wrote you an actual check. And they usually send you a note, which is really cool. 
because you're getting get well cards, you're getting all kinds of different things. I remember even when I think it was it was either when AJ broke his arm or it may have been when Ruby or Abby was born. I can't remember which one it was. But the people when they sent their share for the need that I was sharing, they sent a coloring book and crayons for AJ so he would like feel like he had something special too. I mean, that is really, really cool stuff. And you don't get that from insurance. You don't get anything close to that from insurance. You get to actually connect with real humans who really need your actual help. And by the way, let me throw this in. And I didn't have this written in my notes, but I want to throw this in. You're, you're not paying for somebody's abortion. You're not paying for somebody's issues from their same-sex partners or from their um, gender reassignment surgeries or any number of other things that stand in stark contrast to God's word. Yeah, I know that's not popular. She wants to talk about uh, the person that left the review, talked about me talking about controversial things. That's very controversial. But as a Christian, I believe those things were sinful. So I certainly don't want to pay for them. And with Samaritan, you are agreeing that you aren't doing things that are contrary to God's word. And if you are found to be doing them, I believe they drop you from the program. Never heard of it happening, but I mean, there's a pretty long thing that says, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that. And then you actually have to get someone from your church confirm that you really are who you say you are and that you really do show up there on Sunday mornings. Okay, so that's a beautiful thing when it comes to thinking about what your money is actually going to pay for. Another great thing is that when you call in, like if you have questions, if you're not quite sure how to do something and you call, okay, or you email them and ask them to call you, you get a real human really fast, first of all. If they're not immediately available, they have a system to where they'll call you back. So you don't have to just sit on the phone all day. They, they'll call you back and you don't have to just wait. But then at the end of the call, every single time I've ever been on the phone with them, at the end of the call, they asked to pray with me for whatever it was that was going on. How cool is that? Ever had an insurance company offer to pray with you? I've never walked away from any interaction with them that I felt anything but great. The restrictions are very much conformed, though, to the lifestyle that a Christian should be living. So if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, if you're listening to this and maybe you say you're a Christian, but you're living a different way, this might not be the best option for you because you may not meet the criteria. But perhaps it's a reason to live and live the way that you need to. As if you didn't need more reasons than salvation. Salvation alone is enough reason to live the way the Bible tells you to. But if you need a tangible, real life reason, being able to qualify for one of these ministries is a real life reason. Okay? But probably the best part of this whole sharing ministry, and I know this is going a little bit long, but there's a lot of information I want to share with you. Probably the best part is that home birth with Samaritan Ministries is covered 100%. Even the initial amount that you usually have to pay out of pocket for illnesses, unless something has changed, even that initial amount is waived when you plan a home birth with a midwife because they recognize what a good financial deal midwives are, what a good financial deal home births are, and the high quality of care that that particular model affords its members. 
Now, you do need to be financially responsible to be a part of a ministry like this. You need to have some savings on hand to cover front-end expenses if need be. But you will be reimbursed with time according to the plan that you sign up for. And really, shouldn't we all be financially responsible? Isn't that another thing that God calls us to be? And I want to add one other thing. When I say reimburse, sometimes that'll make you nervous, making you think that you're going to have to come out of pocket with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars before the reimbursement happens. That's usually not the case. Usually you can make some sort of a deposit with whatever care facility you're at and then negotiate a payment plan. You go ahead and submit your bills and what's projected to Samaritan and then the reimbursements start to come in in time for the payment plan. So usually there's a way to where you're not going to have to come out with the whole bill and then just be reimbursed on the back end. So I don't want you to worry too much about that. All right, so that kind of wraps up that one. If you have more questions about Samaritan, Again, there's a link down in the show notes. You're welcome to contact me and I'll help you. If you decide to use them, I humbly ask that you would mention that you heard about it from me. My name being Lori Morris, which you know. Um, If there's more than one on the plan, you can throw in my husband's name, Andrew. Andrew and Lori Morris. Because when you give me credit for telling you about it, I get a little bit of credit on my bill. doesn't cost you anything. It would just help my family as far as our responsibilities go. Totally up to you, though. So the last option, well, there's kind of two more, but the last big option is just to pay out of pocket. So paying out of pocket is what you would do if you either have no insurance or you want a home birth and your insurance doesn't cover it. If you have insurance, I would still ask them if they will cover some or maybe part certain parts of your care, maybe your labs, maybe your ultrasound if you decide to get one, things like that. But even if they don't, I would still encourage you to go ahead and get the forms from them and submit them for like an out-of-network cost because you never know what they might on the back end decide to cover. And I believe it ought to at least on some level count towards your deductible. Depending on where you live, home birth out-of-pocket is usually somewhere between maybe $3,000 on the low end to around $8,000 or so on the high end. If you have a special situation where you need an obstetrician, like the kind of birth that Dr. Stu used to attend, sometimes it's even higher. It just kind of depends on where you live and the education and training level of your provider. So basically, you're going to need to have an extra 300 or so to an extra thousand or so dollars per month to pay for your home birth. Or if you're wise, and you know you're wanting a home birth, and you're not pregnant yet, you go ahead and start saving a long time before you're pregnant so that you have that money set aside. Maybe you skip eating out. Maybe you skip going on vacation. Maybe you cut out subscriptions you're not using or that you really just don't need. Whatever it takes, you nickel and dime your way into finding a way to pay for the birth that you deserve to have. One suggestion that Dr. Stu had was instead of a baby shower where they bring you clothes and, you know, blankets and things that may sit up, sit in a closet and never be used. Instead of those things, maybe ask for contributions to your care. Maybe have, you know, a money tree or some kind of a setup to where they can donate to your home birth bills instead of giving you clothes that your kids are going to be able to wear for like maybe five minutes before they outgrow them or maybe toys that they don't need and just clutter up your shelves. Just a thought. So another route that you can consider that some mentioned on the 
Instagram posts is that you could ask for a sliding scale. Sliding scale is where you pay more or less based on your income level. And yes, some midwives do offer this. And it's not a terrible thing by any stretch. But here's what I want you to consider. And this is coming from a midwife who is not practicing and stands to gain nothing from telling you this. All you other midwives that are out here listening, love me for this. Because I'm going to say what you're not allowed to say because you're afraid to offend people. I need you to remember, Mama, that these women, these midwives, pour into you for nine months. They give you hours and hours and hours of their time. They promise you that they will lay down everything for you at a moment's notice when you go into labor. You know, they may be rocking their sick baby. They may be watching a kid play in a state tournament. You, you don't know what's going on in their life when you call. But they are willing to drop everything to come and give you the care that you need in your special time. What is worth more than that? So if you need a sliding scale, if you don't make enough to cover her fees, I know you can't money make money be where, it's, where it isn't. You can't just create it out of thin air like the government. I get that. But rather than sli- asking for a sliding scale, I would encourage you to just ask if you can spread out the payments longer, but still pay her the full amount that she deserves. She has gone through education and stress and burdens that you can't imagine because she truly loves her work. There is no one that goes into the life of no sleep (laughs) and running all over the place. Nobody chooses that for the money. I promise. It's a hard life. And so I just ask you to consider, even if you are not financially able to pay her all by birth time, ask her if she would consider still caring for you if you promise that you will pay the full amount over maybe a longer stretch of time. Just my thoughts as a midwife who is not practicing and is looking at the struggles that so many other midwives are facing in burnout and just not being able to make the end stretch. They want to care for you, but it's sometimes hard when everybody expects a discount. And I'll just leave it at that. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Many of you are already over in our Facebook group. If you're not already, go down in the show notes, find the link, come join us, jump in on the conversation. Would love to hear what you're thinking about this, maybe what choices you've made, what you're doing in your family to make home birth a reality for you. And don't forget, there's, there's really nothing that you have to walk through alone in your pregnancy. I am here to help you every step of the way, whether it be through this podcast, sharing information in as many ways as I can, through other services that I provide as well, because I do have the experience and I do have the knowledge of the way the system works to be able to help walk you through this. There are links down in the show notes for how to grab the entire Christian pregnancy and breastfeeding course. So you'll be fully prepared for your birth. So if you need If you just feel like you just need all the information, you're like, I've got to know what I need to know to make good choices and to be able to navigate all this. That course is there right now. You can go get it right now and get started right now to have all the tools in your toolbox that you need to have the birth that you deserve to have. Or if you need a little bit more uh, one-on-one help, maybe you, you just need a little bit more 
personalized attention. Maybe you've got a specific situation that you know doesn't quite fit into the, the traditional blanks. I'm here to help you with that as well. There's a link down in the show notes to the Midwife and Me Power Hour where I sit down with you one-on-one and we walk through whatever it is you're dealing with to come up with an actionable, actionable, that's a hard word, an actionable plan for you moving forward, okay? So don't feel like you're alone. Don't sit there and just stress and worry and not know what to do. You have the help available. Come grab it. I hope you've learned a lot this week. And if you did, please share this with a friend. And I'll see you right back here next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.